Hello. Welcome to Transform Your Life. I'm Deborah Demander, and today we're going to talk about changing your mind in order to change your life. Let me first thank my new members. I have um, got some new members. I wasn't uh, aware of how the process on YouTube works, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And secondly, all of you who are supporting the show, I appreciate it so much. So I will be hopefully creating lots of new content in the next few days. I have just had a heck of a busy week, and it's been great. It's been all family for almost, gosh, almost a whole week now. And um, just kids visiting. I went and visited my brother, like I told you last week. So today, what's on my mind, what's on my heart is this this podcast is about transforming your life. That's what it's called. And changing your life is as easy as changing your mind. It's also the hardest thing you ever have to do. Changing your mind, it seems easy. Oh, I just changed my mind. But changing your mind long term and changing changing the way you talk to yourself, changing the way you talk about yourself, changing the way you think when you're alone with your thoughts, that's the hardest part. But that's the most rewarding. And really, it's that simple. You can change your whole life by just changing the way you think. I've I've been a follower of a lot of different law of attraction podcasts, blogs, um, videos. I listen to uh, books, listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks, and they all talk about one thing that in common. Well, many things in common, really. But one of the big things that they talk about consistently is changing your mindset. That in order to change anything in your outer reality, in your life, in the world that you see around you, you first have to change your inner dialogue, your inner conversation and how you feel inside. If you're walking around feeling depressed, angry, victimized, it's hard to find a place where you feel successful and abundant and peaceful and loved. It's not until you change your thinking that anything else in the world can change. When I was married to my kid's dad, I belonged to a Bible study. And we met, let's see, we started meeting when I was pregnant with my youngest son. So it would have been like mm, 2002-ish maybe. It was a marriage builders kind of Bible study. And we started out at the beginning of the study with, I think, Gosh, it might have been like eight couples who all attended six or eight weeks of this weekly study. And then at the end of the study, the women, we decided that uh, we wanted to continue uh, meeting every week together because we found it very beneficial to encourage and support each other. There's a couple things about that. The first thing is that I did not honestly share my heart with those ladies because I did not feel safe. Is that the right word? I didn't feel, what it was, was I didn't think any of them were being honest, so I didn't feel a need to be honest because they talked about their husbands all had jobs and their husbands helped them with their kids and their husbands 
their their complaints to me seemed really not irrelevant, but to me they seemed so small, given the um, the things that my kids and I were enduring. And it was hard for me to believe that they were being real about what was happening in their lives. So I just stayed very superficial. Probably for the first two years of that Bible study, I was very superficial with what I shared. I didn't like to talk about my life. I didn't like to talk about what was happening in my relationship, even though it was a, it was a Bible study with the intention of making us better wives, of making us more godly wives. I wasn't feeling it because I didn't think any of them were being honest. And um, as I got to know these ladies, I realized that maybe my life was the one that was messed up. <laughs> I, I thought that all marriages were like mine, that at church and in public, you behaved one way, your partner your husband behaved one way. And then at home, he was another animal entirely. And it was hard for me to grasp the idea that what these women were experiencing was so far removed from my own experience. Anyway, many years. Um, so about the time my youngest gunner was maybe four. So we'd been meeting by then probably six years. And I, we were all together and one of the women said to me, and I may have shared this on another podcast, but it bears repeating because it was transformational and I'll tell you why. So one of the women said to me, Deborah, I cannot hear your stories anymore. The stories of abuse that you're enduring. I just can't hear it anymore because you're exactly where you want to be. You are right where you want to be, or you would change it. You'd be somewhere else. You'd do something different. If you wanted your life to look different, you would do something different. I have to be honest. I was so offended by her statement that I, I, I'm, I was speechless. And I said, I have to go. I have to go. And I got up and I left and I was mad all the way home. I ranted in my car all the way home. I am never coming back. I'm never speaking to these women again. I can't believe they think that I would choose this. I was pretty upset. I was hurt. I felt rejected. I felt unseen. I thought that they did not understand me at all. A few days later, I thought about what my friend had said and I got just a tiny inkling in my brain what if she's right? What if I could change things? And the, the part of my brain that usually runs me said, oh, well, that's ridiculous. Of course you can't change things. How are you going to change anything? What are you going to do? Leave? Ha, oh, that's funny. So the mean part of my brain immediately went on the defensive and on the attack. But the seed had been planted. Around that time, I had I'd gotten a sales job. I was no longer waiting tables, thank goodness. And one of my coworkers gave me, we drove, we used to drive um, hours in our cars for this job. And so somebody at work gave me a, I think it was a cassette tape. I think I had a cassette player in my car back then. And I don't even think, I definitely didn't have an iPhone. I didn't get an iPhone probably until 2000 and maybe 10. So I was pretty late to the, to the iPhone revolution. But anyway, 
Uh, so one of my coworkers gave me the Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich. And I listened to it while driving for a whole, I don't know, months. It, I didn't, it didn't take a month to listen to it. But I was stunned because in the book, Napoleon Hill, in, in the book Think and Grow Rich, he talks all about how your thinking is what shapes and changes and creates your life. That you can think um, negative, heavy, down thoughts and have a negative, heavy, down life. Or you can think affirming, positive, abundant thoughts and you can have an affirming, positive, abundant life. And I thought it was the biggest crock I had ever heard. Crock of baloney. Crock of bull. <laughs> I was not buying it. I, I, I thought to myself, if this were true, then everyone would be rich. It's not true. It can't be true. I never thought of myself particularly as a negative person. However, I was really stuck in a victim mindset that the world was really not working for me. Although there was plenty of evidence to the contrary. I had a lot of people on my side who were, who were trying to encourage me and help me along the way. And I, I did acknowledge those people. However, I would have said back then overall that the world was out to get me and I was a victim and nothing ever went my way and nothing ever worked out for me. So during that same time, so the first thing happened, my friend told me that I was exactly where I wanted to be, which mm, I did not like that. The second thing happened that my coworker gave me a, a copy of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And finally, my best, best friend back then, Donna, she gave me a copy of The Secret. And at that time, I was driving from Colorado up into Wyoming for my sales job. And I would listen to that while I was driving. And the first time I listened to it, I listened all the way, I think, to the whole thing. And I kept thinking, well, what is the secret? All they're talking about is positive thinking. But what's the secret? I didn't realize that the secret was the way you think. That you're thinking creates your reality, that you are the creator of your own reality. I kept waiting for like an actual secret that they were going to give us a secret recipe maybe on how to be successful, but that wasn't what it was about. It was about changing your thoughts. So I listened to that a bunch of times on that drive and I really started to think that maybe there could be some truth to the idea that you can change your life by changing your mind. And I have changed my entire life. I've changed it several times, really. Not always, I don't always make the best decisions, but I tend to make decisions that I think are going to be helpful. I don't try to screw up my own life. I don't try to screw up my kids' lives. I think in the past, some of the choices I made may have they have made our lives more difficult and it's just a learning process it was a learning process for me. So for us to change our lives by changing our mind, we have to first decide what it is that we want. We have to get clear on how we want things to look. And maybe you think, you know, okay, Deborah, what's that supposed to mean? Like I'm supposed to imagine myself living in a mansion, driving a sports car, having a swimming pool and a bunch of beautiful people around me. Okay. Yeah. If that's your dream. Yes. You should envision that. 
whatever your dream is, whatever your desire is, my desire is to be a teacher and a healer and uh, a connector for people to help bring people together who are like-minded and who, who, who have a vision for their lives. I want to bring people together to help them to connect them to the right people to help their dreams come true. I want to bring people together and I want to help them on their own healing journey. I guess I don't have a specific thing in mind. Like I don't have a, a big house in mind or a fancy car. I mean, it would be nice. I do have a, I have an idea of a sparkly car in my, uh, my head, but I don't know. It hasn't taken form like what that looks like. But I do have an, I have envisioned a place where I can teach yoga without needing to charge, where I can bring people together to help their bodies feel better. Because when your body's in pain, it's hard to think about anything but how much pain you're in. So bringing people together to help us feel better physically. And then also, um, I, I like to think of it as a place for enlightened conversation. Back in the um, I guess the 1800s, yeah, early 1900s, 1800s, they, in France, especially they had what was called the salon and it was a gathering place for women to get together and talk about, I don't know, just whatever they wanted, politics or life or art or whatever struck their fancy that day. And I've had moments in time where I've had something like that groups of women where we got together and we just talked about what felt important that day. I had the most wonderful coffee group when I lived in Wyoming in Evanston. And I hope that my coffee ladies are still meeting. They were a wonderful bunch of ladies started out. I think we started, well, four of us started meeting and then I invited my ladies at my yoga class to join the other four of us for coffee and it kind of grew and some of the ladies didn't like it grew and that's okay. Everybody doesn't have to be the same. We can all be different. So that's my envision that I have a place where I can teach yoga and bring like-minded people together, a place for enlightened conversation. Maybe we'll make our own coffee. Maybe we'll go to coffee. I don't know. Maybe we'll just get together and enjoy our company, enjoy the conversation and enjoy learning. And what I would talk to my friends about would be more of this, more about envisioning how you want your life to look. So, so that's my vision for how I, what I want to create in my life, a place for enlightened conversation, a place for, for healing our minds and our bodies, for feeling better physically and emotionally. That's, that's my vision. So the first thing we have to do is get clear on what we want our life to look like. I think a lot of people, most of us really, we go through life kind of on autopilot. We don't pay a lot of attention to what's happening or how our life looks, or we don't give a lot of thought to what we want in the future or where we think we're going or what we want to create. We just get through the day and then we get ready to get through the next day and we get ready to get through the day after that without a lot of forethought or planning or intention. So in order to change your life by changing your mind, 
you have to first get clear on an intention of what you want to see in your life. One of the things I always used to say that I, what I wanted, my main focus was to be peaceful. And I feel like I've achieved that. I feel like the last, I don't know, five or six years have become very peaceful for me. And I foresee that continuing uh, till I'm 122. So, so that's my vision along with my blue salon. I think the blue salon, because um, yeah, blue rooms are usually where you have conversations that not everybody wants to be a part of. So <laughs> I don't know, that name is uh, yet to be determined, but the, the place for enlightened conversation and for healing yoga and healing our bodies. So first, decide what you want it to look like. Now, stepping back just one step, how does your life look today? How far are you from where you are today to where you want to be? Let's say, I'd like to have that maybe in five years. I'd like to create that over the next five years, let's say. So I want to first make that decision. So look at where you are today. How far are you? Gosh, I just can't get comfortable on this chair today. It's my rocky chair that I love to rock in, but I just, just not comfortable. You know, there's a planetary alignment as I'm recording this uh, that's making things kind of hard and crabby today. Saturn is opposite the sun and it's, it's just a hard day for people. It's been, most of the people I've talked to today are just having a rough day. So my chair feels extra hard today. Anyway, um, so you decide on what you want to change, decide on how you want it to look, and then take a look at where you are and how far apart are those? They might be really far apart and you might think, oh, Deborah, I'm not going to be able to lose 25 pounds just by thinking about it. Well, maybe you can. Maybe you can pay off your debt or lose the weight or get out of the bad relationship by first changing your mind. You have to decide that you want your life to be different. You have to decide that you are ready to create something new. You have to either suffer enough pain that staying where you are is no longer an option, or you have to make a decision that something needs to change. And that's all on you. That's not on me. That's not on your partner. That's not on your kids. It's not on your boss. It's not on anybody but you. So you decide that you want something to change. That can be anything. It could be your weight. It could be your relationship status. It could be your financial status. Once you've made that decision, the hard part sets in. So deciding is easy. I decided I want to be a millionaire, let's say. Oh, that was an easy decision. Of course I do. Of course everyone does, right? Although from what I'm reading lately, that's not nearly enough money to retire. So maybe I want to be a multimillionaire. And so part of me says, well, so what am I supposed to do? Just start buying lottery tickets? Well, no, that might not be your best first move. Your first move is making the decision. The second thing you need to do, or not need, I don't want to use that word. The second thing that will be helpful for you is to think about how you will feel. How will it feel in the having of the big house? How will it feel in losing the weight? How will you feel? Will you feel proud of yourself? Will you feel happy? Will you feel healthy? Will you feel connected? When I have my 
people when I was in when I was in Evanston and I had my people. I felt connected, I felt supported, I felt encouraged, I felt loved. I felt um not needed, but I felt like I contributed something to the group and I felt like they contributed to my life. So those are the same types of feelings that I want to create now again in my new life. I want to create, I want to feel like I make a difference. I want to feel connected. I want to feel like I'm helping people. And when I think about those feelings, I feel optimistic. I feel hopeful. I feel certain that I can do this. So let's say you want to lose weight. How do you think you're going to feel when you lose the 20 pounds? Maybe you'll feel healthy and you'll feel like walking. Maybe you'll feel um, more energetic and you'll feel like getting up early and doing some yoga with me on my yoga videos. <laughs> maybe you will feel, um, gosh, you know what? When you pay off your debt, maybe you'll feel um, free or abundant or you'll feel um, spacious. So think about how you want to feel when whatever it is happens, when you have the big house, when you have the partner, when you have whatever in your life. Now, how can you create that feeling today? How can you feel? How I can feel connected is I connect to the people that I already know. I go to lunch with them or I, I meet up with them and we just talk. I am starting a yoga class here where I'm living now just once a week, but once a week is enough to get started. I don't have to do it all in one day. It's enough to create a connection for people. And it's what I said I wanted to do is bring people together. So it's bringing people together. And as they meet each other, they can help each other be better. <clears throat> so you think about how you want to feel. And then you start to talk differently to yourself. I I used to say, oh, I can't do anything because I don't have any money. I can't do anything because I'm too heavy. I can't do anything because I have eight kids. I can't do anything because I'm too old. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not saying that anymore. I'm singing a new song about myself now. I'm healthy. I'm abundant. I'm free to do what I want. Those are the things I say about myself now. I'm smart enough to figure stuff out. I wish just now working on figuring out some stuff with my, um, with my YouTube channel, which was confounding me, but I just, I'm going to keep sticking with it. I'm going to keep going at it from different angles and I'll figure it out just a little slow and that's okay. It'll all get worked out at the end. So think differently about yourself. Listen, pay attention to the stories you tell yourself and pay attention to the stories you tell other people about your life. I noticed that when talking about my life, I used to talk about being a victim, being abused, um, being traumatized, how hard it was, how poor we were, how difficult everything was. But you know what? People don't really want to hear that. That's kind of a low energy way to talk about your life. Instead, what I can say is I I had my children and we had some, some difficult life circumstances and now they're grown up and they are awesome people and I am living a completely different life. So I don't, I don't have to worry about all of those things that happened in the past. Um, and that's, that might not be the best example. I have lots of other, um, <laughs> for example, the other day I said something about, well, I don't, 
I don't have enough money to pay to do that, to join a gym that costs $300 a month is what I was talking about. And my daughter said, don't talk like that about yourself. You have plenty of money. You could afford that if you wanted to. That's true. If I wanted to spend $300 a month on a gym, I could do that. I don't choose to do that. That doesn't feel like a wise use of my own resources. So, so just reframing how you talk about your life instead of saying, oh, I have to do this because my boss made me. I'm choosing to do this because I have a job that I love and I want to do a good job at it. Look at how you speak about your life, about yourself, about your circumstances, and see if you can start to shift. Part of the way we change is we become aware. We become aware of our thinking. We become aware of our habits. We become aware of the things we do day to day. So decide what you want. Think about how you want to feel in the having of the thing. Start paying attention to your thoughts. You don't have to change anything straight away. Just start paying attention to how you're talking to yourself, how you're talking about yourself. And maybe, if you can, stop yourself mid-thought or mid-sentence and say, actually, that's not my story anymore. My story is much different. My story is much better now. My story has a much happier ending. Say that about yourself. We rewire our our brains very slowly. It's not it's not that we start thinking a positive thought and suddenly everything is coming up roses. We start thinking a different thought and then we slip back into rem- remembering those victim thoughts or we think back and we fall back into those I can never lose weight because everyone in my family is heavy. I can never stop drinking because all of my family are alcoholics. You can lose weight. You can stop drinking. You can decide to do it differently. You don't have to fall into the traps that other people set for you. You can choose how you want to show up in your own life. This is your life. This is not your mom's life. This is not your dad's life. This is not your ex's life or your children's life. This is your life. You get to decide how you want to show up. You get to decide how you want to eat. You get to decide how you want to treat yourself. And it'll be uncomfortable at first. When you start to change the way you think, it's not easy. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable to go outside and start walking when you haven't walked in a long time. But I bet you could walk to the end of the block, maybe, or to the end of the driveway. And I bet tomorrow you could say, I've decided I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it again and get up and go do it again. And you could continue taking those steps. Think about what a healthy person would do and do those things. Think about what a person who is greatly loved would do. If I was a person who was greatly loved, and I am, I would tell people how much I appreciate them and how much I love them and how grateful I am for their friendship and their encouragement and their inspiration. Because I want them to feel as loved as I feel. If I wanted to be healthy, and I do, I would decide I don't want to eat junk anymore because it makes my stomach hurt, it gives me a headache, and it makes my mouth taste yucky. So I would stop doing that, and I would start eating the things that a healthy person would eat. I would start making decisions that a healthy person would decide instead of 
watching TV after dinner, I would decide to take a walk maybe. I haven't yet. It's been hot after dinner. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. But I would do the things that that I would do if I already were there. If I were already wealthy, I would pay off my debt and I would put money in my savings account or in my brokerage account. So that's what I'm going to do. It's not going to all happen overnight, but I'm going to pay off my debt and I'm going to take that money and put it in my brokerage account. It's going to take time and it's going to be frustrating. And sometimes I'm going to want to get on Amazon and buy a bunch of crap I don't need. Hopefully in those moments when I feel, you know, sometimes we feel tired or we feel stressed or we feel anxious and we fall back into those patterns of behavior that have always been our crutches, the drinking or the eating a bunch of crap or the staying up really late, and not getting enough sleep or swearing or spending money we don't have. Let's try to change that for ourselves by changing our mind and deciding we're not going to be hostage to those patterns anymore. We're going to change our life. Once we make that decision, then we can step forward and do something differently. And it won't, it won't always be easy. Sometimes the desire to do the thing we don't want to do is just too great. And the, um, the benefit of doing what we know we should do seems too far away. Like the benefit of putting my money in my 401k seems way too far away when I'm depressed and I want to go on Amazon and buy myself some new clothes that I don't need and I probably won't wear. But in the moment, it feels better. So if we can slowly begin to notice those times when we forget who we want to be, when we forget who we truly are. If we can pause and say, wait, 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 this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. I don't want to be that girl who just ate a whole bag of chips. Stop, stop, take the chips, put them away. I don't want to be that girl who just spent $200 on stuff she didn't need. Wait, stop, stop, stop. Don't hit, don't hit confirm purchase. Stop, close the window. Try and catch yourself before you do the thing. And if you don't, if you do the thing, you can start again in the next moment. There's always an opportunity to begin again. Friends, that's all I have for you today. I appreciate those of you who are supporting the show. I'm so grateful that you're here and look for another yoga video coming out probably later today. I don't, I'm not sure when that's going to come out. <laughs> I have a lot to do because I was so inundated with people in my life. I had a very people-y couple of weeks with people visiting, so kind of messed me up, but I'm back on track and happy to be here, excited to get to talk to you and looking forward to seeing you again. Hope you have a wonderful week this week. You can change your life when you change your mind, so just take that step, decide what you want, feel the feeling that you'll have when you have what it is you want. Do the things that you would do if you had what you want. And catch yourself in those moments when you aren't being kind or in those moments when you're fearful and you fall into those old habits. Try and catch yourself. 
because you can always begin again. It's never too late. It is never, never too late to start fresh. And every, every breath really is an opportunity to start again. Friends, I hope you have a wonderful week. I am so grateful for you and I will see you next week. Bye.